Hello, my name is Andrew Gary and welcome to Seismic Sound Off, in-depth conversations in applied geophysics. SEG is celebrating 10 years of its humanitarian work around the world with geoscientists without borders. This program uses the specialized knowledge and technical skills of geoscientists to mitigate natural hazards by connecting universities and industries with local communities. In this episode, I speak with Linda Ford, manager of Geoscientists Without Borders. Linda and I discuss her article celebrating GWB's 10-year anniversary in August, The Leading Edge. We talk about the program's connection with today's geoscience students, the program's impact to date, and its future legacy. Geoscientists Without Borders is sponsored by Schlumberger. As the founding sponsor of GWB, Schlumberger believes in the science of geophysics to affect positive changes in communities facing environmental hardship and natural hazards. To learn more about GWB and to donate, visit seg.org GWB. Now for our conversation. So Linda, what is Geoscientist Without Borders? Geoscientists Without Borders is a program of SEG that provides funding for humanitarian geoscience projects around the world. Basically, what we do is we take applications for uh, geoscience projects that are designed to help solve some kind of humanitarian issue, and those uh, applications are evaluated and decisions are made about which ones best fit with our goals and objectives. And if a project is awarded funding, then they're given a green light to use the money to, to do the work that hopefully will make a, a significant difference to some community. What else are some of the other type of projects that GWB supports? And, and could you let us know how many projects to date have been funded by GWB? Absolutely. Uh, to date, we've uh, awarded about uh, just a little over $2.75 million to 36 projects in 27 countries around the world. Those projects range from uh, primarily water, that would be the majority of the projects that we've funded, and then in addition to water exploration, uh, water, groundwater management projects, uh, we also fund projects in the areas of earthquake, tsunami, landslide, volcano hazard mitigation and preparedness, pollution mitigation. Uh, we've done some archaeology projects in the past. Those are are uh, tend not to be uh, a primary focus for GWB anymore, but we have done that in the past. Uh, we've also done some habitat management pro projects. So quite a wide-ranging list there. And a major part of these GWB projects are students. Why was it designed for students to be a key aspect and focus of the program? I think that uh, from the very beginning, what they, uh, the folks who were behind creating GWE wanted to see uh, was for students to have an opportunity, well, a couple of things uh, to happen. One, for students to be exposed to a, a wide range of uses of the geoscience. So not only uh, would the funding come out of uh, the work of you know, geophysicists at SEG, but that we would begin to inspire folks to consider a wider range of opportunities of 
uh, using geosciences in the world. Obviously, oil and gas is a major way in which geophysics and other geosciences gets used, but I think they wanted to encourage students to consider humanitarian uses, but also to get some hands-on experience using equipment, collecting data, interpreting the data, and then uh, taking their interpretation of the data, making recommendations, and learning how to communicate those uh, recommendations to the people in a position to use them for some humanitarian purpose. Additionally, they saw it as an opportunity to grow the geoscience programs in, in uh, parts of the world where they're not very strong. And so, in addition to involving students on the projects, there's a, a real effort to make sure that universities uh, near uh, the areas where projects are conducted are included or involved in some way to help expand their programs and help grow them, give their students some of that necessary hands-on experience. In some cases, taking equipment uh, that's purchased with the funds of grant and, and using that to uh, help build up access to equipment in the university programs themselves. Dr. Susan Webb talked about how GWB opened her up to more meaningful research projects that had this greater societal impact and how that really connected with her students. Why do you think students are drawn to the use of geosciences in this way? You know, I, I think a lot of that is something that's been recognized as very characteristic of millennials today is that there's a, a, a very strong drive to make a social contribution. And so I think there's a, a real um, sense, deep sense of reward uh, that comes from watching the work that they do impact a community in such a concrete and impactful way. Um, and so I think there's a real drive for a lot of students to use their the skills, their knowledge uh, to help solve uh, solve social issues like um, the need for groundwater or to uh, demonstrate contamination, pollution contamination to help ensure that the places where homes are built are actually truly safe places for them and that they're not going to end up sliding down a hill or falling into a sinkhole. Uh, they really want that kind of concrete uh, application. And Susan, I think, would say, and, and it is certainly true, that you know there's a, a, a great degree of social contribution in the resource extraction, such as oil and gas exploration. There's there's also a significant contribution to society in doing those things. But I think what's what's shifting and happening on a, a, a pretty remarkable scale is that students are saying these are not the only ways we as ge geoscientists can make a social contribution. There are many problems uh, that have a geo geological or geophysical component to them that we can use our knowledge and skills to solve. And so let's, you know, expand beyond just resource extraction and look at how we can use these skills to make the world a better place. I want to go back to something you had brought up in our, our prior conversation on this, on a, a presentation that happened at the American Geophysical Union 
you, you had mentioned a major aspect earlier of GWB projects are about preventing natural hazards. And the AGU graded the overall geoscience community on three factors of natural hazards mitigation, forecasting, communication, communicating, and implementing. They gave the geoscience community an A for forecasting, B for communication, and F for implementing. How do you see GWB improving these grades? Uh, I think that's a, a very strong impetus behind what we're actually doing. Geo, uh, GWB projects primarily are implementation projects. Uh, they're meant not to be research that sits somewhere on a shelf collecting dust. Uh, they're meant to be projects that have a direct connection to some uh, solution that will get implemented. And so I, I think that GWB is actually a, a very strong answer to that problem that was identified by the AGU that that says absolutely implementation is is needed and we're we don't want to keep contributing to the problem of research that contributes to a body of knowledge but never gets used to impact the communities that could benefit from it what do you hope the legacy of GWB program will be? We've had these first 10 years, you know, looking out over the next 10 years and even longer, what would you like to see in the future for GWB? Oh gosh, um, that list is long. Um, I, I think just as a segue to the comment about the AGU grade card on natural hazards, uh, certainly a a significant legacy for GWB would be to to say that as a result of this uh, focused funding and uh, motivating geoscientists to use their skills to actually solve problems and and get those solutions to fruition, I would hope that within another ten years that the AGU can go back and look at. Uh, the geoscience record and say, yes, in fact, uh, that grade has improved significantly and that they can uh, attribute at least in part to the implementation of programs like GWB. Additionally, I I think that I would like to see that, that GWB has achieved a certain level of increased awareness of the potential for uses of the geoscientists for humanitarian benefit that as a result of the work done by folks on GWE projects that more and more students see career opportunities in this area of humanitarian geosciences and that it becomes a, a multiplying effect in a sense uh, where GWB continues to fund projects, but there's, you know, many, many more projects that are happening even beyond the scope of GWB as a result of the influence and impact that the projects have had on students and others and in helping them see what's possible. And ultimately, um, my hope is that we see a dramatic decrease in the kind of catastrophic loss that happens uh, in the wake of these uh, natural hazards like earthquakes, volcanoes, landslides, tsunamis, 
uh, that we see dramatic improvement in access to water in communities that are, are very vulnerable to lack of water, lack of safe water, uh, that actual human conditions in around the world are improved as a result of the work of GWB and that there's there's measurable evidence of that. For the, the people listening to to you speak, how can they go about supporting the GWB program if they would like to? The most important way in which folks can support it right now is with their financial resources. You know, there's there's no gift that's too small uh, that can make a difference uh, when it's uh, given to a program like GWB. And so uh, I think that's the most important way. And the second way is, you know, to collaborate with others to find places where uh, the particular skills and knowledge they have uh, might uh, make a difference in solving a problem and putting together an application to create a project themselves. A couple of things to keep in mind if that's uh, an, an avenue that folks are interested in pursuing. Uh, GWB project requires creation of a team of a combination of experts as well as uh, students, people that have good connections that, that uh enable the kind of collaboration that we talked about earlier that's really necessary to make sure that the uh, information that's collected and the results that uh, come out of the project actually go to that extent where a solution is, is implemented. So it requires a level of expertise that uh, I think is really critical and, and needs to be recognized up front when, when uh, putting a project together, but also to, to uh, make sure that folks understand that um, the funding for the project needs to go to a nonprofit organization. It, it, we cannot give the funding uh, to any for-profit business. So industry professionals are, are very much encouraged to put to projects together, but they'll need to collaborate with a university or uh, an NGO somewhere to make sure that they have a, a, a place through which the funding can be channeled uh, in order to, to be successful in the application process. If they're interested in learning more about GWB, uh, probably a, the best place for information is our website, and that's easily located by going to seg.org backslash GWB. Uh, there's a project map that shows location of all of the different projects and uh, includes uh, pictures from those projects and short descriptions of them. It also describes the application process, mission, and, and uh, goals and objectives of the program. Also, as a place where you can go to make a donation, uh, either a donation of financial resources to the SEG Foundation uh, that's targeted to GWB, but also a place where you can complete a form that will enable us to populate a list on our webpage with information about um, potential resources like equipment, software possibly a special expertise that maybe a professional has that can be offered. If you complete the form, it populates this list with some contact information and just some basic information about what might be able to, you might be able to donate to a project or offer at a reduced rate. 
We're working really hard right now to get that list populated so that current projects or projects that are in the process of being built, the project leads can go and do a search on that page and find potential resources that might then reduce their budget. That makes those uh, funding dollars that we have go even further. So I would encourage anybody that has those kinds of resources to take advantage of this opportunity as well. It doesn't, you know, commit you to actually giving that. It just uh, commit you to uh, a willingness to have a conversation with uh, project leads about the possibility of giving to a project. Yeah, I just I love that reminder because we're all at, at different places in our lives, and and maybe you can't go on a full project, but there are ways you can give, whether it's your own expertise or equipment or software. So that's a, a great reminder. Is there anything that I should have asked you that I did not? Uh, not off the top of my head. I, I can't think of anything. Just want to encourage everyone to spread the word about GWB and make sure that folks know about it. I'm surprised every time I go to an SEG meeting and, and talk to folks about GWB, I, I still continue to find people who've never heard of it. And so I want folks who are listening to this to help us spread the word. Use our social media outlets, the Geoscientists Without Borders Facebook page and Twitter account uh, to, you know, share the information that gets shared in those social media outlets and uh, share our website with your friends and help spread the word so that um, we can get the word out there of the existence of the program and and build uh, connections with folks in your communities and, and let, uh, as you, you know, make connections with government officials yourself or emergency uh, management or engineering departments or natural resource departments in, in various countries around the world, let them know of the existence of GWB. And as communities become more aware of what we're doing, my hope is that we'll, we'll see more and more of those organizations contacting us about the ways in which uh, we might be able to help them. Well, Linda, thank you for reflecting on the 10 years of GWB to date and, and writing about that and, and for thinking about the future with me today. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to, to keep telling the story of GWB. I think it's one of SEG's finest achievements, and there's a lot for SEG members to be proud of. At seg.org slash podcast, you will find the show notes, the link to Linda's article, and more information on how to support GWB. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews bring a smile to our faces. Subscribe to Seismic Sound Off on your phone using the podcast app of your choice. This will allow you to receive the newest episodes first. Seismic Sound Off is sponsored by the SEG Wiki the place to find hundreds of biographies of geoscientists, open access tutorials, and ongoing translations of SEG's best-selling book, Robert Sheriff's Encyclopedic Dictionary. Type wiki.seg.org into your browser to visit the world's first online geophysics encyclopedia. Original music by Zach Bridges. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary. Special thanks to the SEG podcast team. Jennifer Crockett, Ali McGinnis, Mick Sweeney, and Adrian White. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.